welcome everybody this morning and we appreciate the great crowd we have for Sunday school. Appreciate all our children are up here and how they sung for the Lord this morning. We just uh, look forward to having a good day in the Lord. We don't have a lot on our heart this morning, but uh, we can just say we're thankful for everything the Lord's done for us. We're saving our soul and just allowing us to be here this morning. It's just all purpose in our hearts to do what he'd have us to do this morning. I'm asking um, Brother Mike Nichols dismiss Sunday school. Appreciate everybody this Sunday school this morning. It seemed like we got a little bigger crowd than usual. <clears throat> and uh, I appreciate how good the Lord is to us. I can't, I never will be able to thank him enough for what he's done for me. If all he'd ever done was save me, I couldn't, have got, I couldn't get done thanking him. But he's... I've been saved for a lot of years, and I know everybody here about it can can relate to what I'm saying. Been saved a long time, and even even before I was saved, God was good to me. Raised in a good family, raised in a good church, and uh, God just been outstanding in my life. And it it wasn't because I deserved it. Because I don't, I, I still don't. But it's because he loves me, and uh, and that's the reason. That's the reason I'm here this morning, because because he loved me, and he put his love down in here when he saved me, and I love him. Yeah. And it, and I've got. I can look at my life and how I've treated God. And I wonder why he loves me as much as he does. But now you can look at the way he's treated me in my life, and you can understand why I, why I love him. He, first of all, he saved me, 
and he, he, sealed, he sealed my soul with the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. And that's beyond measure. That's beyond price. The price that Jesus paid at Calvary was what, what done that for me. And you can't put a price on, on, on Jesus. That's kind of off the lesson this morning, but uh, God's been good to us. And uh, the kids were singing about David this morning. I thought the Bible said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to turn down a stronghold. It's not by, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And if, if you want to fight a good fight, walk in the spirit. Follow, follow what God gives you to do. Oh. Uh, I thought, and I, I've, I've thought this a few times, every Sunday morning when I got to teach, or when I think I got to, uh, I'll be trying to pray before I leave home. And usually I'm, I'm praying for God to give me something really uh, that'll be a help, that whatever, on the lesson. And they, they've been a time or two that God reminded me I ought to just pray for, Lord, give me what you need me to have. Sometimes we want more than, than God wants. Uh, I'd like to get up and, and have a hallelujah meeting in, in Sunday school every Sunday. And, uh, uh, and God would like to have... I, I, I'll, I'll tell you this, I believe God would like to have that too. But this fellow here gets in the way sometimes. But anyway, our lesson this morning is in Galatians, the third chapter. And uh, the Galatians church had a, had a few problems. And uh, Paul was writing a letter to them try to try to kind of help them and uh, when people are down and that, that church had some problems they had some ideas that wasn't according to scripture but and and if you look around uh, I remember one time back years ago, there was a church in our association. Well, there's been a couple of them back year, several years ago that one in particular asked, asked this church to send, send some people down to, to, to advise them. And, uh, and we went. I, I don't know if they took their, the advice that was given to them for sure. I, I can't even remember. It's been so long ago. It's probably been 50 years ago or longer. But if, if, if we would all do that, if we run into something that we don't know how to handle, it don't hurt a thing to ask for people's opinion or their advice if you got people you got confidence in. And, uh, but anyway, uh, 
if, if, if I understand the, the way Paul was talking to these people, they were saved. They were God's people. But they were, they kind of had the idea, I think, that they had to keep the law in order to stay saved. That, that was kind of the, the idea I got out of it. And uh, now, I'll tell you what I think. I think God expects me to try my best by his help to keep his law. But he didn't tell me I got to keep this down in here. He said that's sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. God's got that sealed up and it's his. And I couldn't give it away. It ain't mine no more to give away. I gave it I gave it to him that morning I got saved and it's been his ever since. Before that, now before that it was mine to do with as I pleased. But when God called me and I come to him and got saved, I gave my soul to him. It's his and, and uh, Jesus said, no man take them, take them out of my father's hand. If you've been saved by the grace of God, you're sealed forever. And there, uh, now listen. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. Abraham, the Bible said, believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And if you go back even farther than Abraham, you go back to Noah, and the Bible called Noah a preacher of righteousness. And what did Jesus say about, the Bible said about righteousness, it's all, if it's in Christ. It, our righteousness is filthy rags. The only righteousness that will do anybody any good is, the, is Jesus' righteousness. And if Noah was preaching righteousness, he was preaching Jesus. And, uh, and you can read all through the Old Testament where uh, the prophets were preaching Jesus. And... Uh, The law, and it says this in, this in this lesson here somewhere, the law was given because of sin. And uh, Paul, I believe Paul wrote in one place that I, I would not known sin except the, uh, the law said thou shalt not covet. Now, I may not have quoted that exactly right, but... Uh, <clears throat> The law was given 430 years uh, after, after Abraham. God gave the promise of Christ, and, and he gave it in the garden. He gave it several times, but he gave it to Abraham when he said, In thy seed, and that, that's in this lesson too, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And, and, and it said that, that seed is Christ. And uh, 
Every, everybody, and, and it says this in another place too, everybody that's saved by the grace of God spiritually are the seed of Abraham in Christ. Because Christ is that seed and we're the, we're the children of God. The blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. That made us part of the family. And uh, But if the inheritance be of the law, listen. One of my favorite scriptures in the whole book, I guess. I got a lot of them, though. In 1 Peter, the first chapter of the third verse said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. I got a reservation over on the other side. And when I leave here, I'm going straight there. I'm, well, Jesus is going to take me. The angel is going to carry. I don't, I don't know how I'd get there if, except in him we'll, but our my soul is going to take its flight and we can all say the same thing going to take our flight and go home to be with God to an inheritance incorruptible and that's going to be forever and ever and ever uh, I told Bill walking up aisle a minute ago I said one of these days we'll be young again and that uh, we talk about getting old and and that's a blessing from God even if you don't feel good and things don't go to suit you uh, God's, God's still got a work for us to do and, and it ain't just because just because we get old there, there's no discharge in this war I mean, it's, it's a battle from start to finish. <clears throat> now, it's, it's a real possible we could get to the place where we ain't able to do hardly anything. But when we get there, we can still do what we can do. Leonard Mason used to come to church and lay on the front bench. He wasn't hardly able to set up. My grandpa was bedridden. Had two or three strokes, but you go to see him and he, he, he could raise his right hand. He'd raise that right hand and say, ain't the Lord been good to us? And that's, that's a real light to me. Has been. He's been gone a long time. So if, if we, we can get disabled, get down in our bodies and... and all out of shape, all kinds of problems wrong with us. But if we've got breath, God left us here for a reason. And if, if it just come down to it, we could just raise a finger and point to heaven. Do our job for God. So we ought to, what the Bible said, what thy hand find to do, do with thy might. So whatever strength you got, use it for Jesus. He, he give everything for us. So we need to give everything we got to him when, it, when he'll let us. We got we to gotta 
wait for the spirit to move but and then go with it anybody got anything <clears throat> so the the law the the inheritance didn't come by the law the inheritance come by grace and that I was teaching us uh, young people's class one time and I had another guy was helping me and <clears throat> and one one Sunday he was teaching and and I don't remember what the lesson was about but he said uh, back before Jesus come people got saved by the law and of course I had to straighten that out because that that ain't that ain't true the law you can read. I got some scriptures wrote down here, and I might read some of them in a minute. But the law never did take away sin. Paul said it was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. The law done the, the law done the same thing that the prophets done. They was pointing to Calvary, pointing to Jesus, and the law, the law let me know that I was a sinner. And that's what, it, that's what its job was. The law never did take away sin. I might just read. In, in the 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews, said, For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image, could never, with those sacrifices they made year by year continually, Make the comers there unto perfect. So the, the law, and, and there's another one, in, I believe it's in Hebrews too, but I'm not sure, but it said the law never did take away sin. And uh, Paul said, I was alive without the law. The commandment came, sin revived, and I died. When the gospel come to me, that Sunday morning in 1956, when the gospel come to me, I died. Now, before, before God told me I was lost, I wasn't lost. I had that Sunday morning, and a lot of people don't, don't agree with me on this, but maybe you guys, you guys might, but... There's a lot of people who don't. But that Sunday morning, I was called on a carpet before God. And the judgment was set. The books were open. And God said, you're lost. You're going to hell. Judgment was passed. But now, that was, that was optional there. And it wasn't. Now, it wasn't optional if I stayed in that condition. But if I come to, he said, now, he, he, the preacher preached Jesus. The, the, what he preached on that morning, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. So he, was, he let me know that I was lost, and he let me know how to get out of that condition. And when I come to him that Sunday morning, he took my life into his hands. And like I said a while ago, it belongs to him. It's his. And if he wants to bless us, 
he can he can open. He said, "Listen, it, it's the the blessings of God. Some of them are kind of optional, if you know what I mean. It's up to me if I get my blessings or not. If I if I live the the very best that I can and trust God for His blessings, then He'll He'll give them." He said in, in the book of Malachi, I believe it was about the third chapter, he said, try me and see if I won't open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you will not be able to contain. Now, I, I may not have quoted that word for word, but that's got what's, what it says. He, he'll pour it out. He'll fill up your cup and run it over. And it, it don't. Now, I believe people ought to come to church if they can. But it my blessings don't depend on me being at church. Now, I hope you understand what I'm saying. I ain't saying I, I can stay away from church. I mean, if, if it was so, I couldn't come. That'd be one thing. But have, have you ever, I've, I've, everybody here has experienced this, I guess. Have you ever been at work working and get to, singing a song or humming a song and just going over in your head or maybe meditating on a scripture or something and God fill your cup up and run it over and you couldn't hardly stop the tears from falling. Or just be driving along in your car and, and God fill you up and I've had them those things happen over and over. God God knows what we need when we need it. And if your heart's right, he's got it for you. We, we got a good God. That's where I started out, how good the Lord's been to us. And uh, I, I can't get over it sometimes, how good the God's been to me. But uh, Wherefore then serveth the law? Now, this goes right along with what I've been saying, but wherefore then serveth the law? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Now, I ain't real sure about that ordained of angels, I, all, all that that implies, but I want to I make a point. Uh, the first... The first verse of the book of Hebrews <clears throat> said, For God, who in sundry times and divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last times spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. If you, go, if you listen to that, read that right. It's God that's doing the speaking. Now he's using he's using the prophets, and he was giving Jesus what he wanted him to say, but it was God that was doing the speaking. When when God sends His angels to do a job, He's the one that's giving them their instructions. He's the one that's doing the speaking. And same way with our preachers now, or anybody that does anything for God. 
if they don't if they don't deliver it by the power of the Holy Spirit through God's instructions, they're doing it wrong. And uh, so we got to. I, I guess I, I've been in times past a little too careful about testifying or something. I, Lord, you really, you really want me to do that or say that and, and argue with myself sometimes till it's gone. And uh, so I, I get a little too careful sometimes, but we ought to be careful. So, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Now, I want to make a point. If, if you remember, the law was given to Moses after the children of Israel come out of Egypt. And uh, I don't know how many years that was from back when Adam was in the garden. But it was a pretty long time. But if you remember, when Cain killed Abel, God, God had called him on the carpet. And he passed judgment on him. He said, you're going to be banished, more or less. And uh, so God, God had a penalty for that murder that he committed before the law was ever written in stone. But now God will not judge you guilty of something that you don't know you're guilty of. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. The Bible said where there's no law, there's no transgression. So in order, in order for Cain to have had a transgression, there had to be a law there. He knew that was wrong when he done it. Have you, ever, have you ever got it in your head you was going to do something or the devil put it in your head? You, you need to go here and do this or do that. Everybody else is doing it. And get it in your head and decide, well, I might do that. And God come right here, say that ain't for you. That's you're going the wrong way. God will let you know. And this, I'm I'm telling you this from experience. I don't have to have no scripture on this one. I've experienced this thousands of times. I've had God tell me right when I was doing something wrong. You're in the wrong place with the wrong crowd. You're mine. Now, it might, that wasn't all in words. That was just down in here. God was letting me know I was wrong. And I've thought about doing wrong, and he's right there. Now, that's the wrong way for you to go. So God, God will let us know. He put his law down in here. And he, he can direct us if, we, if we'll let him. Anybody got anything? Now, a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Now, 
Jesus is our mediator between us and God. And uh, so, by the Holy Spirit, if we can, um, if we humble our heart, when we can get our hearts humble, we can talk to God through Jesus, because He. He made the way for us. He went to Calvary and died that we could have life and give us everything we need. Everything we need to, to live for him, we've got. And I've heard I've heard of people, I don't know if I've ever had anybody tell me this or not, but by their actions they show it, but I've 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 had heard of people saying, I just can't live like that. I just can't I just can't live and stay in church and you know, live a Christian life. If 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 they just can't do it, and if they're telling the truth, they need to get saved. Because if you've been saved by the grace of God, by the grace of God you can live for him. But it takes some effort on our part. It's not always easy. Fact is, the devil, the devil keeps it from being easy just about all the time. Any time, any time that you get close to God, the devil is going to put in their parents and try to mess you up. <laughs> I told Amazine one time. It's kind of kind of a funny thing, but uh, we was coming to church, and I got behind a slow driver just poking along, and I told her, I said, I think the devil puts people like that in front of me every Sunday morning just to get me stirred up before I get to church. And uh, so, I mean, it, it don't have to be a, a real bad thing, just something that gets your mind in the wrong place. And uh, same way in, in, in church, if we come to church and, and sitting here thinking about the ball game after a while or whatever, whatever's going on in our life, a party or whatever, if we got our mind on that instead of on, the, on God, then we're, we got our mind in the wrong place. And... Uh, Is the, is the law then against the promise of God? God forbid, for if there had been a law given, now listen, if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. And if, if people could have got saved, and, and there's a lot of people believes this, I think, but if, a, if people could have got saved before Jesus come by the law, then Jesus wouldn't have had to come. But the Bible said, there's no other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved but the name of Jesus. No other name. Now, God's Word, and I've said this before and it's hard for us to wrap our minds around this, I guess. But God's Word is eternal. Even though 
even though in the Garden of Eden, Adam, Adam didn't have this book. And he wouldn't know how to read if he did, unless God made him that way. And, uh, but he didn't have this book to read. But he had God right there directing him. He told him, said, the very hour you eat this fruit off of this tree, you're going to die. So he had the instruction. He had the law. He broke the law and fell from the holy state that he was created in. And through his fall, we everyone fell with him. Now, I can't blame Adam. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Ever, like I believe Blaine said this last week, we, we would have ever one done the same thing. And we did. We all fell from the holy state God created us in. And to get back, if you remember, God put them out of the garden. He put the flaming sword at the, at the entry of the garden to keep the way of the tree of life. And in order for me to get to the tree of life, I had to go through the flaming sword. And that flaming sword was the gospel that come to me when I was lost and told me I was going to hell. And uh, I, I went, when I went through that, I got to the tree of life and uh, been alive ever since. But the scripture hath concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. The promise by faith. Now, I heard something on TV yesterday or something. Uh, these scientists want to prove or try to prove or disprove the creation. And uh, the only thing wrong with that, they could prove it or dis they can't disprove it, but they could prove it if they could if they could prove it to their satisfaction then it wouldn't be by faith. And the Bible, it, by faith is the only way that you'll get to God. Now, when I was growing up, I, I mentioned I, was, I come to church. Uh, and if you'd have asked me back then, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe he died on the cross? All these different things, I'd have said, yeah. I'd been taught that. My mom and dad believed it. The church I went to believed it. And I'd been taught that. that and I would have said, yeah, I believe that. But it wasn't down in here. What you get up here... Don't save this down here. Now, when when preacher Ash preached the gospel to me that morning, it went through these ears. But it didn't it, it didn't lodge up here. It went down here 
and it tore me up. And I, I keep going back to that, but that's, that's the greatest event that ever happened or ever will happen. Well, I, I, don't, I better not say that because I don't, going to heaven might match up with it. But uh, the greatest thing in this side of going to heaven that's ever happened to me. And uh, so the, everybody been concluded. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And everybody needs a Savior. And everybody's got one if they'll accept Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever, that includes everybody, whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And God, God didn't cut anybody out. But God made a way for every one of us. But before faith came, and this is, I've been talking about this all through this lesson, but before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up under the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. And uh, we were under the law. We knew what was right and wrong in here. We'd been taught. But that, the day that, the day that God called me, it got down here. And, uh, and I seen I was lost, and I had, to, I needed Jesus. When the, when the, when the gospel come to us, everyone, he delivered to every one of us the measure of faith. He gave us the faith that we needed, each one, to get saved if we would use it. And I've told my story hundreds of times, but I'll just, if Edna Mason hadn't come to me that Sunday morning, I'd have probably stood and held onto the bench and still been lost. Possibly. Anybody got anything? Yeah, but, <clears throat> and uh, 
just a thought uh, about the scripture fitting together. <clears throat> it's God, God wrote this. And I've, I've heard people say before that there's mistakes in the book and, and some of it crossed. If, if you're looking at it and it looks like a mistake or it looks like it's crossed, you're looking at it wrong. God's word don't cross anywhere. And uh, it's just as perfect as God is. And after, but after that faith has come, we are no longer under the schoolmaster. For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. And that's the faith that he delivered to us when the gospel come. And we're, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Now, just a thought on that. John uh, told some of them when he was baptizing, he said, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance. But he said, there cometh one after me, and, and I can't quote it all word for word, but he said, he'll baptize you with the fire and the Holy Ghost. And that's the baptism he's talking about now. When you get saved, it's the fire and the Holy Ghost. And then he told them, people said, bring them religious people come to him wanting to be baptized. He said, bring, old generation of vipers, who's warned you to flee the wrath to come? So bring, bring meats for repentance, and then I'll baptize you more or less. And uh, so you've got to be saved to be a, 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 a real candidate for baptism. And uh, baptism is just a, it's, it's an entry door to the church, but becoming a member of the church. But it's a testimony to the world that you've, you've died out to the love and lust of sin and been made alive in Christ, been resurrected. That's what happens when we got saved. The Bible said, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, for on such the second death hath no power. So uh, my soul was resurrected from the dead state of sin it was in, made alive in Christ forever. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. There is nothing natural in God's kingdom. It's a, it's a spiritual kingdom, and uh, sin's going to, when, when this body when God changes this body, and I don't understand all about that, but when God changes this body, or in the resurrection, it'll be changed in the resurrection, it's going to leave sin behind. It's going to leave human nature behind. And I don't, I don't understand all about that, but... The Bible said it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed 
and heirs according to the promise. So he, he started out to thy seed, which is Christ. And then he come down here and said, if you be Christ, then you're Abraham's seed. We're, we're Abraham's seed. We're Christ through, through Christ. But we're the, uh, we're the children of God. Heirs with God, we got a, we got a promise. He made me a, he made us a promise that we could get saved when the gospel come to us, and he kept it. And he, he said we're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. And uh, I've been, I've been saved. I'm, a lot of people around here have been saved a long time. And if, if it had been left up to me, just in my nature, I would have never been here. And I've, I've said this a lot of time. My wife gets on me for saying it because she said it don't sound good. But in nature, in my nature, I wouldn't come to church. This not in my... I never did like coming to church. Just just from a natural standpoint, uh, before I got saved, it bored me to death until God got a hold of me. And I'll tell you what, when you when you get in a I wouldn't say church because it, it ain't it ain't church when God don't move. But you get in church in a church service where there's no spirit and it's hard for me to stay awake it bores me to death but when the spirit moves when I get my heart where it ought to be and the spirit moves it's joy unspeakable and full of glory and they, they ain't nothing no better and I'm, I'm out of time